0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We're talking NFL Combine Drills on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. My name is Dave Cabin. I am one of the owners here at Rotoviz. Uh, I had some odd scheduling components tonight that prevented me from being able to record as I normally would with Curtis. But what we had planned is something that I think I can handle by myself. Perhaps it won't be as fun without Curtis, but this is going to be more of an informational episode. Anyway, what we wanted to talk about were the specific drills and what are good performances, average performances, bad performances. Just because if you have not been playing fantasy or been tracking the dynasty piece, if you will, and looking at the combine um, in years past, some of the numbers you hear get thrown around, you might not have the appropriate context for them. And I also just wanted to give examples of players in the past that have performed similar to players that you might see. Or so when you hear of certain um, results, you can liken that back to a player that we talked about on the show. Um, if you've been a RotoViz subscriber for a number of years or a RotoViz listener, you're probably acutely aware of these. Uh, so this might be aimed a little bit more at people that want to get up to speed on combine performances. Before we start talking about it, some of the numbers that I mentioned could be pro day numbers. Now, last year, we talked about this on the show where, yes, it is true that overall, uh, pro day numbers tend to be more advantageous for the players that have pro day numbers instead of combine or in addition to combine numbers. Now, there could be reasons for that. But what I just want to bring back is the idea that when we actually look at the math and go through and do some testing, um, the difference in them doesn't appear to be from a mathematical standpoint significant enough that it makes us need to think about these um, in drastically different ways. As a result, we think it's okay at this point to roll pro day numbers in with combine numbers because though when you're looking at a particular drill, yeah, you'd like to get precision, But we don't need to worry so much about the precision between workout uh, pro day numbers and workout combine numbers because we're not going to let any one of those numbers radically change our opinion on a player. It's going to be the whole body of work. It's going to be all of the testing, um, which it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of cases where it really necessitates you looking at those um, those drills from the separate entities there as holistically different things that was a terrible sentence but you get my point um so we'll talk about that in a minute but first and i don't have curtis's sweet uh sound effect for it let's hit a ffpc stat attack i am going into the rotoviz prospect workout explorer for this and all we're going to do right now is talk about megatron Calvin Johnson, uh, one of the freakiest players in all of NFL history, um, just an absolute phenom. And when you look at the three drills that he participated in at the NFL combine way back when it is pretty easy to see why. So Calvin Johnson came in at 77 inches, 236 pounds, a big man and ran the 40 yard dash in a time of 4.35 seconds. Now that is a 94th percentile 40 among wide receivers, but when you adjust and you look at speed score, which is a size adjusted metric that is accounting that is factoring in how much he weighs, his speed score comes out to 132, which is the highest speed score That we have in our database among wide receivers, running backs, and just for good measure, I'm going to put in quarterbacks here and tight ends uh, just to make sure I'm giving the right thing here. But yes, uh, there's only one player who I had a feeling was going to pop on this. I'm going to give you a second to think about that. Knowing that I added in quarterbacks and tight ends, do you know who just arrived on top of Mr. Calvin Johnson? It's Vernon Davis, uh, who maybe we should at some point look at. But yeah, so Calvin Johnson, 43540, his broad jump, 100th percentile of 139 inches, had a vertical 98th percentile of 42.5 for a very large man. This stuff's incredible. 100th uh, percentile freak score, 99th percentile and explosion, which is what you get when you combine the two jumps. Just a, a ridiculous player. So that is our FFPC stat attack. Just reminding everybody out there how ridiculous Calvin Johnson was. However, uh, I should also give a shout out to a player that comps really well to him. Who last year or not last year, uh, a couple of years ago, attracted some of our attention. It was not DK Metcalf. Chase Met, uh, Chase Claypool, actually, um, as a reminder, had a really good combine performance as well with some very nice numbers and actually just edges out DK Metcalf in the similarity search that I have in the prospect workout explorer. Make sure that you head over to the FFPC, take part in the early best ball contests, maybe get in on uh, taking over an orphan, try to do all those things that we've talked about. Make sure you go check out the FFPC. All right. This is the fantasy deep dive sound effect. Let's take a little bit here of a deep dive into the drills. And I want to open here with running back. Um, I'm just going to start by saying that it's fun to look at bench and see who some of these strongest players were, how they performed, but we don't really see this being an important drill to look at. Um, just for fun, one of the more impressive performances uh, coming from a player that you might be familiar with. Jarek McKinnon did 32 reps back in 2014. Yet Shane Vereen putting up 31 reps back in 2011. But again, this isn't a drill that we look at that much. The 40-yard dash uh, is something that's going to get the probably most focus from a lot of outlets when you're consuming coverage. Uh, But again, we look at speed score, which factors in a player's weight um, a little bit more than we do at the 40. Um, A cutoff that you really don't want to see a player over is normally somewhere like in that four, seven range. We still see players even in the range of like four, six, four, six, five um, do well. Like I know like I know without even looking, Carlos Hyde was a player in the four sixes. 6s Ramondre Stevenson last year was in the four sixes. Uh Arian Foster, I think, was a four, six, eight. Um, even Austin Eckler, a player that you might not expect, was in that four, six range. Uh, and you can continue to go down that list and see players that have worked out. Now, you probably see less players coming from the four, seven, four, six range. That is true. Um, but I'm just pointing out you don't want to throw away a player. Uh, this week, if you see them coming in in like a four, six range, especially on a four, five, a four, four is still sometimes in the 90th percentile. Let me quickly pop over here though. So I can give you some of those, um, percentiles at running back. So, um, as I said, four, four still falls into the 90th percentile. We actually don't crack the 80, uh, into the eighties until you get to a four, four, three. Um, a fi- a 75th percentile for your dash at running back is right around a four, five, uh, depending on what players you have included in your sample. 50th percentile comes when you're around a four, five, seven. um, And then your 25th percentile is going to be when you hit uh, closer to a four, six, eight. So obviously we will actually break down speed scores for you as they come in. Um, But I do just want to give you some example ones so that you'll be able to um, kind of anticipate what these might look like. Um, The formula you're not going to be able to do in your head, though. Um, But players with a 75th percentile speed score. Um, might look like a player like um, Justice Hill, for example, who you might remember, who was seventy inches, one hundred ninety-eight pounds, or a player that's seven-one. Uh, or sorry, so you need to know the forty Justice Hill at one ninety-eight, ran it in four-four. Uh, you had another player who I I don't honestly know the pronunciation back from two thousand six, Brandon Meary. Uh, weighed two thirty seven, but ran it in four six. Um, kind of in the middle. uh Coral Buckhalter was two twenty two, ran it in four five three. So you might not be able to do that, or even approximate it really in your head as results are coming in. But that's the forty. Um, the shuttle and the cone. One of the things that we like to have done at the site is combine shuttle and cone. Um, and be impressed. Very impressive. A player gets below an eleven. Um, but just to give some context here, a really good score in the shuttle would be a three eight two. That's the highest that we have. Uh, an impressive performance from Chris Rainey was a three nine three. Edger and James at three eight eight. But really, you're going to see players um, ranging from the fours, low fours, down to around a four nine so if you're hitting um somewhere in like the four 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 five four six range that's normally uh perfectly okay just to toss a 50th percentile out there for you um the 50th percentile is a four three um that's the shuttle now if you're looking at the cone Uh, Cone, that takes a little bit longer. Um, Some of the more impressive scores that you will see there come from players in the range where they (laughs) like the best score is a 6-5 which belongs to
0: uh, let's see, who was that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Chris Rainey. Yeah, man. Christian McCaffrey did really well in the shuttle. Um... For examples of some other players um, in the 6-9 range, you're going to have guys like uh, Royce Freeman, Dion Lewis. Um, Let's just take a quick look at the percentiles. Those were all really good scores. A 50th percentile in the cone is going to be somewhere around a 7-7.1. That's players like Jay Ajayi, uh, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Thomas Rawls. Um, but when you combine them and you put them together, uh, this, as I said, is one of the things we look at. So players that have done well in agility, one of the first players that popped for us a while back was Le'Veon Bell, which was really interesting. Um, agility can be important. We've liked to see agile running backs be those um Well, sometimes it can be a sign that a player might be better in the passing game as a receiving back than you might expect if they do prove to be agile. Um, But again, you know, really the speed scores, one of the bigger things we're looking at, the jumping drills don't really come to factor in all of that much. Um, So I would focus when you're getting these results on players' agility, players' 40, and then that 40. in light of their actual size let's transition though right now over to wide receiver before we focus though on wide receiver in specific i'm just going to mention that largely for tight end what you're looking for is players that just prove themselves to be super athletic so i like to see those guys that just score well across the board Um in these drills. Now it might be tempting to look at something like bench and and target guys that have a really strong bench number. Uh, That doesn't really seem to be the case for tight end. Um in some respects, you know, you can take away the things that we would look at for wide receivers um and, and kind of transition that into Tight end, but again, in the case of tight ends, really what I'm looking for is a player that just profiles as very athletic versus a player that might do, um, you know, really well in one drill and then I can throw away some of those other drills if they're not that important for the position. So at wide receiver, like running back, uh, there have been some players hitting into that four-two range. Uh, if you remember last year, Rondell Moore did, did a four-two-eight, which was really impressive. Um, you have. J.J. Nelson with a 4-2-1 in that range. Jacoby Ford with a 4-2. Will Fuller had a 4-2-8. You probably know the names of those players that are fast by now. Um, Just to give an example of wide receiver with a 4-3-5, that would be guys like... Let me grab some of the recent names. You had Deshaun Jackson back in the day. Um, Terry McLaurin ran a 4-3-5. Quez Watkins in the 4-4 range. Just for example uh you have guys so actually not many recent names there but you get the point um if we look at the percentiles at the position a 75th percentile wide receiver 40 is something in the range of a 444 um a 50th percentile would put a player somewhere um around a five, And then when you start getting into the four, six range, uh, a player would be at the 16th percentile. So you see uh, a, a steeper drop off uh, at wide receiver than you do at running back. Uh, For example, so if I sort down and I go to wide receivers in the four seven range, for example, um, it's a pretty small list. Of course, you're going to hear people talk about Jerry Rice, some of the other exceptions and Quan Bolden had a four seven two really not a lot of other names. I think people would point out Jarvis Landry was really slow. Four seven seven actually is the number, which is kind of surprising. That's really the 40 there. Um, we'll talk about freak score later, which we use to incorporate height and weight in conjunction with the forty time bench. We don't really care about that much. Um, the agility, this was something that people focused on a lot with uh, DK Metcalf. Didn't really seem to matter. I'm not really looking too much into that, honestly. I'm really not looking that much at broad invert either, or even any of these things when I combine them. Uh, I will find it alarming if I see a player putting up like 10th and 15th percentiles across the board. Um, but it's perfectly okay for me if I see a player be, you know, competent in the 40 and average in some of the other drills. L- let's just focus, though, on the Jarvis Landry profile here for a minute. Um, and I think he kind of highlights how certain players really don't need to be able to win with athleticism shuttle of four five nine not good at all uh seven, five, six, three cone i mean these are sub ten percentile numbers a broad jump of just 113 vertical jump of just 31.5 these all put him down below 10 but he was fine and there's examples of super athletic wide receivers that just didn't work out um let me pull up though Another player here. Let's let's go back to Terry McLaurin and just give an example of some of his numbers. Uh so you could see like his cone was a 41st percentile, everything else for him was in the 70th percentile or up, uh, which was pretty impressive at the time. Now, a just to kind of keep it going at wide receiver, though, in case you're curious, a really good bench would be something in the 20 range. Uh, Chris Hogan, 28 and 2011. Jalen camp last year with 29 DK Metcalf at 27. Those are some of the highest numbers. Um, A lot of players get into that like 17 type of range, but I think we spent enough time there. Now vert is kind of interesting. A player's vertical. Um, We had a couple of good scores coming in last year. Uh, Chris Conley from 2015 was a notable one at 45. Rondale Moore, 42 and a half, Uh, another impressive one. Um, Let's just look at the 75th percentile at the vert among wide receivers. That is a, uh, give me a second here, sorry about that, Uh, 37.5. So a little bit uh, beyond three feet, which is absolutely insane if you ask me. That's a 50th percentile there. Uh, And then the broad jump, some of the best numbers that we've seen there, Uh, again, go back to Chris Conley. Really, like we've only had one player creep over the 140, and that's Jonah Trinnaman back in 2018 out of BYU. Um, Other notable players that really crushed Nick Kadarius. Tony, actually, last year. Uh, Jalen Rager in 2020, um, if we wanted to find a 50th percentile broad jump, we would be looking for something that is in the range of uh, like a 122 ish. So that's kind of like the the average, right? Most players are around 120. Um, we don't see many players coming in below 110. So if we look at the agility numbers, which which I mentioned i'm I'm really not um paying too much mind uh, or really stressing about a really good shuttle would be something in the high threes. Uh, there's only a handful of players that get below four. A very poor number would be something in the four six to four seven range. You're gonna have a lot of players coming in somewhere like at running back in that four two kind of four, three range, um, a four, two from a percentile perspective among wide receivers is still above the 60th percentile. Um, and then finally, if we look at the cone for wide receivers, um, some of the best that we've seen came from players like Cecil Shorts back in 2011, Demir Byrd in 2015. Uh, these are numbers in the six five. Again, Rondo Moore pops up. Boy, he had a he had just fantastic workout numbers. Um, but if we look at the percentiles for the cone and we go down to the 75th percentile, uh, we'll see a couple of names in there that you might know. Um, Josh Reynolds coming in with a six eight three. Um trying to find recent examples. It's funny, but there's a lot of players in this database now, so they're not always just popping out. Um Nelson Aguilar in 2015 had a 6'83. Um, and then like a 25th percentile cone among wide receivers would be a score uh like we talked about before, that's pretty low, which would be a seven, um uh like a seven point one and up. So kind of long winded there and looking at the actual numbers, I I suppose you might just want to hear about quarterbacks and their 40 before I shut things down here. Um, Among quarterbacks, some of the fastest 40s that we've seen have come from um, Marcus Mariota, Jeff Driscoll, Tyrod Taylor. Um, Those were players in the four fours. Colin Kaepernick was a 4-5-3. Russell Wilson was as well. Dante Culpepper all the way back in 99 was a 4-5-2. But that's probably enough on that. So one of the questions that you might have, as I'm assuming most people listening at this point are those of you that are new to the site or new to looking at a lot of the things that you might do when you're scouting from a fantasy football perspective or a real football perspective, but you're trying to make sense of these athletic profiles. One of the things that we like to do is incorporate the drills that seem to matter into other analyses that we can do using collegiate production. So some of this might come where we run them through um, regression trees or other machine learning methods that people might use out there. Other things that you can use to predict other modeling um, you might find certain athletic traits that when paired with certain uh, production profiles in college tend to work out well. And one of the interesting things that you'll find is that there's not just one recipe, um, which is why, especially the more that we do this, the more we try to remind people that there's a ton of different avenues players can can go through. To being successful so it's it's never a good idea to find one or two reasons to disqualify a player arbitrarily you have to know that that's a reason to disqualify them this will be stuff that will continue to break down once we have actual results this year and more tangible examples uh but anyways have fun watching the combine uh it, it is exciting it is a lot of fun um even if it's not as useful as we might like to think that is and that's not to say there isn't anything to the athletic testing. Uh, I guess just my point is it isn't the only thing which sometimes, especially when you first start getting into fantasy, you kind of want it to be because it's one of the few times that you really have apples to apples comparisons that you can draw on players. But we will see you again tomorrow. As always, uh, thanks for stopping by and enjoy the combine. Thank you for listening to the Roto-Viz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.